when should we run easy? In the beginning of our training plan, we start off even easier than when we fin- finish our training plan because we've gotten stronger in effort. But we start easy in the beginning because if we start smart and easy, we can progress to a different kind of easy at the end of the long run, the long the training plan. Are you constantly worried about getting injured or you don't know how to get faster as a runner and you want to continue to run for stress relief, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to Healthy Runner, the only place that provides you with training tips, injury recovery, and prevention tools with actionable strategies by experts in the running industry so you can develop a stronger running body and feel confident that you can overcome any obstacle as a runner. I'm your host, Dr. Dwayne Scotty, avid runner, running physical therapist and coach, educator, founder of Spark Healthy Runner, where we help dedicated runners get stronger, run faster, and enjoy lifelong injury-free running with the perfect online running coach, even if you've been told to stop running with an injury or you think coaching is just for fast runners. Learn more about our signature coaching program at learn.sparkhealthyrunner.com. Every week on the show, we coach you to grow as a runner, just like the process of building a strong, durable home that will last a lifetime requiring little maintenance. The design and planning is your mindset. The foundation is your strength training. The framing is your run plan. The electrical and plumbing is your nutrition. The insulation, drywall, and flooring is your recovery. The landscaping and exterior is your race strategy. If you master the six parts of growing as a runner, your running will be strong and last long, hitting PRs well into your 40s, 50s, and beyond. Every week, we help a runner just like you build their dream home. I'm your host, Dr. Dwayne Scotty. Welcome to the Healthy Runner Podcast. Now let's take a quick pause from this episode in which I hope you are finding value from to talk about safety because it should be a top concern for every runner. Have you got the right running safety gear? Whether you're heading out the door for a quick easy run or logging a long run that you need to start super early before the sun rises or you finish super late after the sun goes down, Knox gear keeps you lit up from all angles so you are visible by cars. Their signature product, the Tracer 2, keeps you visible while you run by pairing powerful multicolor LED fiber optics with ultra-reflective 3M patterns and fluorescence. Knox Gear's new Tracer lamp lights your path and boosts your visibility that attaches directly to the buckle of your tracer, eliminating the need to use a headlamp anymore because let's be honest, who loves that bouncing feeling on your head when you're running? Just use the code HEALTHYRUNNER during checkout when placing your order at knoxgear.com to receive 35% off your order. Go ahead and give Knox Gear a try. Trust me, we recommend it to all of our healthy runners in our coaching program, and you will never feel more confident that you are safe while running. Now let's get back into this episode. Have you ever trained for a race, whether it was a 5K, a half marathon, Uh, or even a marathon, and you think you did something wrong in the training. You either didn't hit your goal, time, or worse, you got injured, and you just feel like you're not meant to be a runner. Maybe you're just too old for running. Or are you looking to start running, and you want to learn how to do it the right way? Do you want to learn the secret that has really got me back to my faster time since I ran eight years ago? And the secret that has allowed me to PR my last marathon at age 42. It is learning how to master the most important run in your training. The easy run. It is not sexy. It won't win you Strava kudos. And you won't want to brag about this run. But it is essential that you learn how to master this type of run in order to get stronger run faster, and enjoy lifelong injury-free running. Today, I have with me Coach LaToya from our Healthy Runner coaching team. 
who is going to really educate us about the single most important run you should be doing as a runner each and every week while getting in your mental clearing miles. This will be the official how to do an easy run episode so you can get stronger, run faster, and enjoy lifelong injury-free running for decades to come. Coach Latoya is going to really educate us what is an easy run, why you should run easy, what are the benefits of an easy run, how do you do an easy run, when should you run easy, and factors to consider when finding your easy run pace, and then tips that will really help keep your easy run effort in check. So Coach Latoya, you know how we do this, give all the new listeners in our community a little bit of uh, backstory about yourself and let us know why you love to run. Hey guys, Coach Latoya Felton here. I'm so excited to talk about the secret sauce, the easy run. So let me tell you who I am and why I love the secret sauce, the easy run. Um, Coach Latoya, I've been coaching for several years and I love running because it helps me run off the crazy. I say that all the time um, because it's just become part of my lifestyle. And I run here in Connecticut. I will run first thing in the morning, bright and early before the sun's coming up. And I will run late at night um, to get my miles in. Part of that mom life, you know, making that that life run balance. It's part of my lifestyle. And that's what I love to do. And I love to coach others and help them see their potential, their light, the ability, hone that in, uh, find what's missing that missing piece to help them shine their their miles out and get their goals and PRs and and just confidence boosted through running. All those things can happen. It, it butterflies into life. So that's that's what I love to do. Yes, and I love that you have brought that passion to other runners to help them be able to get those benefits um, and coaching them to their first 5K, their first half marathon, their first marathon. Um, so I love that you've been able to kind of spread that joy around. And guys, at Spark Healthy Runner, we've given hundreds upon hundreds of runners a plan for getting stronger and running faster without getting injured. And our plan will work for you too. All you need to do is stay tuned and follow the easy run plan that we're going to give you. Next, you need to take action and implement the plan. And then Lastly, third thing you need to do is share it with a running friend who is frustrated with stubborn injuries and they're only interested in training for races but are wondering why they're not getting any faster. And here's at stake if you don't do these three things. You will continue to get frustrated training for a race because you didn't have the quote-unquote fitness um, or you got injured or you're not getting faster on race day. The easy run is the single most underutilized type of run and the most common mistake that new runners make when they're just starting out. At Spark Healthy Runner, we have a six-step plan for how to actually grow as a runner. And the six steps include mindset, strength training, your run plan, your nutrition, your recovery, and your strategy. And when you kind of master these six steps that we say of um, kind of building a strong house, then your running is going to be reliable and durable like a well-built house. And today's topic is really going to dive into the actual run plan. And your run plan should be properly progressed around four types of runs as your building blocks. And the first of those runs is the easy run. So that is what we're really going to be getting into today to develop kind of the frame of the house. And it is really this easy run that is that frame. So it is super, super important. And I'm looking uh, forward to getting into this uh, topic with you, Coach Latoya. So let's talk about, you know, what is an easy run? An easy run is the run you as a seasoned runner or a new runner will spend the bulk of your training doing. Um, with the 80-20, a large number of your, your time will spend be spent easy running. That means not breathy, not miserable, not suffering, not wanting to die, but easy, consistent pace, building up your aerobic threshold, building up tolerance on your in your lungs and your muscles, and really laying a foundation for, for progression to, to the next 
uh, step, uh, whether it be a faster run, um, even more distance, time on your feet, it, the easy run is where we want to spend the bulk of our time uh, doing just what it sounds like, easy. The run should not be hard. You should not be suffering, miserable. And, and for some people, it looks like a run. And for some people, it looks like a shuffle into a, a, a jog. It all is dependent upon you and your skill. But again, no matter whether you're seasoned uh, as a runner or brand new to it, we're all doing the basics of the, se- the easy run. Absolutely important for us to get down. The bulk of our running will be easy. All right. And, and, okay. So it, it is easy, right? So it's not like a misnomer. Like it's called an easy run for a reason. It, it should is. feel easy. And you mentioned kind of 80-20 rule. And if someone's new to running, they're like 80-20. What does that even mean? Um, can you just explain what, what that does mean? Absolutely. So the, the bulk of your, your training block or season, if you will, will be consisting of a lot of 80%, a lot of easy miles, time on your feet, building your base. 20% of that, the other part of the run, the filler, will be whether it's interval, speed work, strides, some of that other thing. A, a small chunk of time is under a lot of stress and a different effort. But if you don't have your easy pace down, that other 20% gets really difficult to hone in and make sure you're, you're hitting your paces and efforts right for your 20% of work. That strides, the hard work, the intervals, and the pickups. You really have to get that solid time on your feet for a long, long time, that 80% of your training cycle. All right. Thank you for clarifying that because... Really, so doing simple math here, I'm not great at math, but let me see if I could do this. If you are new to running and you're running 10 miles a week out there, eight of those miles should be easy. Two of those miles should maybe be harder if you are doing faster running. And Coach Zoe mentioned some different types of faster runs. We have trainings on those if you want to get into more detail. Or even I would even extend that to your first time doing a longer run that might be a little harder for you, right? So that might be the 20%. So the moral of the story is we're spending 80% of the time really mastering this kind of easy run. Um, So why should we run easy, coach? We should run easy because we want to come back the next day. We want to come back and say, wow, that was fun. I enjoyed that. It didn't it wasn't horrible. I mean, that's really, if, if it's not pleasurable, you won't come back and you want it to come back. While we're having those pleasurable, easy runs out there, we're building tolerance. We're building muscle tolerance, muscle strength, the mitochondria, the cells, the capillaries that are bringing oxygen, blood and oxygen to your muscles are, are growing. They're getting stronger. Um, the easier we run, the more efficient our body becomes at turning um, us into a, a smooth running machine for lack of a scientific word there. We become smooth and effort and our pickups become more organic. That's one of my favorite words to use when I'm talking to my athletes and runners, organic. It, it just helps your body grow stronger, your lungs, your heart, your muscles. That's why we do it. That's what happens when we're out there doing an easy run. They're so important. Oh, and I I love how you mentioned that it keeps us coming back, right? Because we see so many new runners, right, who get into running and they don't master the easy run and they wind up running at a faster pace and maybe a harder effort and it just sucks, right? Like how many times have you seen, right? Like you meet someone who's not a quote unquote runner, right? They don't run and they're like, you run? Like someone's got to be chasing me. A tiger has got to be chasing me in order for me to run. Right. And it's because the perception and the misconception, I guess, is, is that running needs to always be hard. And, you know, we think about back to, you know, running for punishment in like school days, right? If you played a sport, it was like, Hey, you got punished. Team goes for running. You guys are doing laps. You guys are doing a mile. Everyone hates it. Right. Or, you know, having to do it as part of like the gym physical fitness test. And you're like trying to sprint and trying to like run super fast. And you're like, this is really hard. Why am I doing this? Right. 
And I, I think that's so important that you brought up the fact of if we run easy, then we will come back for seconds, thirds, fourths, five years, 10 years, 15 years, and run for longevity. And for most of us adults who are starting to run, right, this could be a wonderful form of exercise. It could be a wonderful way to challenge our bodies as we age gracefully, right? It could be a wonderful way to, um, you know, have a little competitive spirit. If you, if you missed a little competition, if you did play, you know, a, a sport at a younger age and you missed just the thriving for a competition of, of sports, for me, it was like, I was a dancer growing up. It was like performing on stage, right? It was like, gives you that little adrenaline rush. Like for me, doing a race is like performing on stage. It's like, give me a little adrenaline rush. Like, all right, let me see if, you know, the training that I've been doing has been working. Let's like test the limits here and try to challenge, you know, the boundaries. So I, I love that you brought that up because that is something I didn't even think about. And, you know, the fact that it keeps us coming back, if you want to do this for longevity, it is such a key. So you kind of mentioned some of the benefits, but, you know, if, if someone is, is out there right now and they're not sold yet, they're like, eh, I've heard about this 80-20 thing. Um, you know, I don't understand. Like, does it make sense? If I'm trying to get faster, why would I run easier? Like, what are the benefits to um, really mastering the easy run? So, so many benefits. We'll talk about a couple of them. There, there are so many. And I think even as a, a, a seasoned runner myself, I keep finding myself coming back fresh and spry and ready to go because I listened to the training plan because I followed the easy run pace. And, and that's a big deal is you come back the next day, not fatigued, you're, you're rested and you're recovered. That's the big thing. We're going to have days where we're putting miles on our body on the pavement. If we run too hard of an effort, we don't have that time between run A on a Monday and maybe run A on a Wednesday. If we run too hard on Monday, we might need more than one day, Tuesday to recover. And that recovery is so important. And the easy run helps our body uh, come back stronger because we, we didn't beat it up too much. And it gives us time to digest what we're doing. And I, I just think it's so important to have your runs spaced out properly and to run in the right effort on those easy runs. And you want to come back the next day feeling fresh, strong, stronger every day. It becomes easy. The easy run becomes easier. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it yeah. does. And so from what I'm hearing is that it, it helps keep us healthy because it really fills that kind of recovery bucket. So part of those six steps of growing as a runner is recovery and running easy will help us with the recovery process. Um, you know, I think about building that foundation of like our running fitness. And if you're just starting out, you know, how do we do that? And you had talked about this before about just being able to help your body be more efficient at exchanging oxygen while removing waste. So when we exercise, right, we want to be able to take in oxygen through our cardiovascular system, send it to our muscles so they can perform, so they can run. And we want to be able to remove the waste products like carbon dioxide, lactic acid from our muscles. And by running easy, it does train our cardiovascular system to be more efficient at that whole exchange process. And I love before you also mentioned kind of at the cellular level. So like microscopic stuff that we can't see, but there are these little things called mitochondria, uh, which are like the powerhouse of the cell. For some reason, I always like remember that from like bio 101, uh, like always stuck with me. Um, that really help give us energy. And it, it really helps us be more efficient for running. So by running easy, we can actually increase the number and the size of those mitochondria. So we're getting these benefits that we can't see um, because most of us are really just looking at watches and numbers and saying, mm. oh, I ran an 11 minute pace. Like that's disgusting. Or I ran a 12 minute pace. Like that is gross. Or I ran 10 something, right? Whatever that number is, um, you're thinking to yourself, I'm just getting old or this is terrible. My fitness is getting worse, right? I'm just not, you know, meant to be a runner. 
And we hear that so often and we get fixated on the number, but I always need to like remind my athletes all the time that like, these are the hidden benefits. This is the stuff that's going on behind the scenes. And if we're consistent, right, with our training and mastering this easy run, then we will get more efficient. And eventually that turns into getting faster. And eventually that turns into running longer distances, right? Because we're more efficient at that. And, um, you know, I think you kind of alluded to the fact of recovery and it it keeps us coming back for more. It, It keeps us healthy because we've now built up the tolerance and allowed our body to adapt to the demands of running. So what structures am I talking about? Your muscles. More importantly for us 40, 50, 60 year olds are tendons. Our tendons start to lose blood flow as we age. So if we do too much too soon, run too fast, then we get Achilles tendonitis. Then we get runner's knee. Then we get IT band syndrome, right? Our tissues don't adapt as quickly to those changing forces. So if you run easy, we allow those tissues and your body to adapt to the demands of running as well as your bones, right? So you can prevent getting a stress fracture or stress reaction. Because you've allowed your bone to now withstand the forces of running without putting all this force through it by running fast. So I think you bring up, you know, a lot of great points. Um, Those are the big benefits that I think about by kind of mastering this, you know, easy run. And, you know, a lot of us say run easy to run fast, right? And it is, it seems like such a misconception, but it's so important. Uh, for runners to master that. I think the long run is is part of the long term, the easy run, sorry, is part of the long run investment. It, it, we're investing in ourselves by taking the time to do those runs easy so we can run long on the long run, so we can run long into life, in, into, you know, 40s, 50s, 80s and beyond. I told you, I've got that joke. I'm going to be that little old bitty at the race with my matching track suit on doing my little thing because I'm investing. I'm taking the the time with the easy run and, and doing it properly, properly for my long-term investment as a health of me and my running. So I, I, I just wish people would invest in the, the thought process. The easy run is so important. It really is that secret sauce that'll keep you running faster. That's the secret is it helps you get faster when you get that easy run down. It really does. Don't pay attention to the numbers, effort, pace, We'll get there in our conversation, I'm sure, but you have to make that investment to keep the easy run there. It's so worth it. All right. So now maybe we got some buy-in, right? Maybe we've had some runners that are considering like, hey, you know what? Maybe uh, Coach Latoya and Dwayne are, you know, starting to wear on me a little bit. Um, you know, maybe I might start implementing this. So when should we run easy? When should we run easy? Well... I'm going to give you a a number here. If we were running five days a week, four of those are going to be run easy. We're going to run easy in the beginning. We're going to run easy at the end. We're going to run easy in the middle. When should we run easy? In the beginning of our training plan, we start off even easier than when we finish our training plan because we've gotten stronger in effort. But we start easy in the beginning because if we start smart, and easy, we can progress to a different kind of easy at the end of the long run, the long, the training block rather. I like that. So we're really, you know, we kind of talked about before like 80, 20, right. But for my new runners, I recommend that they run easy for like literally the first six months, the first, you know, some people say 500 consistent miles, which is a lot of miles, right? So someone might not even run 500 miles in a year if they're just starting out. So, you know, we got to think about where you are, what your level is, how is your health, but it it should really be that first think about 500 miles, 6 months of you starting to run consistently should be done at this easy pace. And it really helps build this solid foundation or what we call base training and build this whole aerobic capacity right? And help build your aerobic fitness. So again, your cardiovascular system, your, your lungs, your heart is working at this easier pace. So you can actually be an endurance athlete. 
like anyone who is running longer than 400 meters is an endurance athlete. If you're running a 5K, you're an endurance athlete. You're the body, your system that you're using for energy is our aerobic system. Um, so how do we train that system to be more efficient so we can get faster is by training easy and working this aerobic fitness, this um, aerobic system. So for you new runners out there, you know, that first 500 miles, six months, um, maybe some it's four, four months should be all easy runs. And then for those that have been training for a while, like Coach Latoya said, you know, you want to think about that 80-20 rule around 80% of your run should be easy. Even when we do speed work and we do faster running, you're always going to sandwich it between easy running to start and easy running to finish. And I think that's what you were kind of alluding to before um, is that's when we're going to be running easy. So again, I know I'm like, you know, beating the stick here, but, um, you know, most of your running should be easy and it shouldn't feel dreadful. It shouldn't feel like running is the worst thing ever. How do people do this? If you're saying that, then you're not running easy. I hope you are enjoying this episode and it is providing value for you. I wanted to take a brief moment to share a story of a real runner like you who is struggling with a common problem that you may be facing. Here is one of our athletes who got the guidance, support, and accountability from our Healthy Runner coaching team to get clarity and structure on the six steps to growing as a runner with personalized strength, nutrition, and run plans. I hope their story inspires you that there is hope to either get over your running injury or to continue getting faster or running longer so you can continue to get in those mental clearing miles and enjoy your running journey again. Here is their inspiring story. Hi y'all, my name's Anne and just wanted to share my story and journey with Spark Running. Um, so I had developed shin splints about 12 years ago. Um, to the point of actually almost having stress fractures in both of my legs. Um, so at that time, I'd done physical therapy, all that good stuff, but pretty quickly had this label kind of put on me of like, I'm just always going to have chronic shin splints, and that's just that's just it. Um, my sister, luckily, had worked with Dwayne a few years ago and had kind of got me set up with Spark. So I was like following them on social media. I always got all of the emails. I always read them, and I'd would read them be like, oh, it's awesome for everyone else, but I've like, I know that that's not gonna work for me. I have chronic shin splints. Um, last fall, I decided, you know, what's the harm in at least talking to these, this so-called Dwayne, um, hear kind of what his thoughts are. Set up a phone call, explored what the program was and everything, and he immediately let me know that like running was for me. And just because I have had, you know, these experience in the last 10 plus years doesn't mean that it's not for me. So despite my um, little bit of reservations, right? Like I, um, I've always really enjoyed running and I've felt a little intimidated of like, wow, this is like a whole running program. Like this is only for real runners, um, was very wrong. So I ended up signing, I ended up signing up for it, the 16 week one-on-one -on -one coaching with Dwayne and it was incredible. Um, not once did I ever feel like self-conscious or embarrassed by my speed. Like, regardless of where we were in this entire program that he created, the focus was always on what is my form? What am I doing? And am I at a point to be running pain-free? Um, one of the coolest things about it as well was I actually, I mean, North Carolina. So I was a little hesitant to of like, like how could I possibly do this program when I'm not even like actually located in Connecticut? Um, but it worked out just as well. I, um, had the ability to reach out to Dwayne whenever I had questions, and I did. Um, I had a few other, I wouldn't even say injuries, but things that came up along the way, and Dwayne always responded to me, you know, set me up with resources that was, helped me be able to continue to run. Um, if you are considering doing any one of these running programs, working with a running coach, I just like, this is your sign. I can't encourage you to do it enough. It has truly opened up all of these different doors to me, to the point of I'm actually doing a half marathon in about eight weeks or so um, and the ability to be doing this half marathon pain-free and feeling confident in my abilities to do that is something that 
I didn't even know that I was going to be getting outside of doing this program. I hope sharing that story inspired you and provided you some hope. If you want the one-on-one structure, accountability, and support from our Healthy Runner coaching team of experts, check out the the behind-the-scenes video tour of our signature coaching program you just heard about, including other stories from runners who are just like you and were struggling with the same sticking points before they signed up for our program. Just head to learn.sparkhealthyrunner.com to learn more and book your strategy call with me today. Now let's get back into this episode. Hopefully in these next tips here, we're going to really help you be able to find how to run easy. So yeah, I guess why don't we go there, coach? Uh, How do we run easy? So I like to have some of my new runners um, start from a walk to a fast walk to a shuffle to a jog and we keep going and we don't speed up. We find a spot and we stay there and we realize this isn't horrible. Our, our breathing is under control. We get it under control. It stays under control. And I think the easy run, you have to stay in control from your walk. You're in control of your breathing. You're in control of your muscles to the shuffle. You're in control of your breathing and your muscles. You pick it up to a jog. You're still in control. Once you jog a little faster and you start to lose that control, then we take it back till you're in control of the breathing and the the body, the movement. We're not having big jerky strides. We're smooth and easy. We're we're not hunched over. We we feel like we can do this and do this for a long time. And it doesn't matter how fast you are. It matters how much control you have over the breathing, the mind. And the effort that, yes, I could do this and I don't want to stop. Or I may want to stop, but I'm not going to. Especially in the beginning, you may think you want to stop a little sooner than you you do, but that happens to go away. You grow through that as you stay in control of an easy effort. Just that. I'm in control and I can do this for a lot longer. Nice. And how do you like to kind of tell your clients of how how they feel like they're in control. Like talk to me about kind of effort level wise. What do you like to kind of give them for tips? So I, I have a couple metrics that I like to use and it depends on, on where you are and, and what your, your thoughts are. And um, I always like to use our, our RPE, our RPE, the rate of perceived exertion. It's not too crazy. One, I call it Netflix and chill. You are never running at Netflix and chill sitting on the couch. 10, <laughs> on that RPE, we use one to 10 I use, is you are being chased by that bear. And then you will run as fast as you can. Your house is on fire. You've got to get away from it. That's a 10. You are never running at 10. You are never at one. You're right in the middle. Number five. Five is like Goldilocks. The porridge was just right. It's not too hard. It's not too easy. I can maintain this. And once I'm there and I think, oh, I think I can maintain this. I like to do the talk test. The talk test works fairly well for most people. If you can say 1313 Mockingbird Lane, you can say your address, you can um, go over your grocery list and not be really breathy and out of of control, then we're in the right spot and we're going to stay there. And I think it's important to test what that talk test looks like in the beginning of the run, the middle of the run, and later on in the run, because sometimes we lose it. And we lose that, that five creeps up to a six, creeps up to a seven and our heart rate. Forget, I can't tell you bread, milk, eggs, and uh, a box of cookies. I can't say those things in my grocery list. Or I take it back too slow and I'm like, bread, milk, avocado, banana. Oh, I got to go get some postage stamps. That's too easy. You got to stay right in that right spot. So you really have to find what your five looks like. And I can tell you my five on a rate of perceived exertion looks different from Dwayne's five, looks different from a brand new runner's five. It's so, it's like a thumbprint. Your, your effort is, is you, it's unique, which is why you have to find out what your perceived effort, your easy pace, not, not a number, not a time on the watch, but your easy effort looks like. Nice. Yeah. And I I like to use that around a five. 
I'll even go a little bit more conservative just because I find that most uh, people overshoot. So I'll say four to five. Um, and then I even have some runners that I tell them a three or a four. So again, it is, it is like rating of perceived exertion. So it's subjective, right? It's not objective and everyone's rating is slightly different. Um, so yeah, anywhere between that four to five on that scale of 10, um, for those that are really in tune to their heart rates, you know, this is really what we call zone two or zone three. Um, of your heart rate zones or 70 to 80% of like your max heart rate. Um, so if you want to kind of calculate that and there are definitely limitations to using those metrics, by the way, especially if you're just using the sensor on your watch, um, it is not hundred percent reliable. So unless you are using a heart rate strap that goes around your chest, then you can hold a little bit more weight to that data that you're getting during your runs. So just be careful with that. Um, but, you know, and I like to simplify this, honestly, like you had mentioned, LaTroy, especially for, again, novice runners and, you know, you you haven't, or you could be, like I mentioned before, you could be a really experienced runner and you're like totally hitting this plateau and you've always been what we call running in the gray zone where you're not running easy, but you're not running fast enough to actually get the benefits of like faster interval or threshold work. And you're in this gray zone for all of your runs. Mm-hmm. And I would say that, again, that's the most common you know, mistake most runners make. And that's the most common reasons why runners plateau out. They stop getting PRs and or they just stop improving or they get injured over time because they just keep running and they're not recovering fully from each of their runs like you had mentioned before. So just trying to keep this around that perceived exertion and like we we you know some people call this conversational pace running so like you mentioned the talk test you can maintain a conversation with someone however i will say i know some uh some great runners and most of them not stereotyping or anything are female that can like hold a conversation um (laughs) hey my wife is like the first right of this and my mom was Amazing uh, conversations. Uh, you know, you could talk. Oh, yeah, they could talk you under the table. Um, said it from someone who has a podcast and has 170 something episodes. <laughs> and Coach Latour and I were joking before this. We're like, how long were you thinking we're going to go today? You know, so uh, we always joke about how we say it's going to be like 40, 45 minutes, turns into like an hour and 15 minutes or something. Um, but for me, it is, I, I'm still not mastered, like really, truly holding a conversation at my easy pace. I'm like, okay, I'm better at it now because I've learned to actually breathe from my diaphragm. And, but in the beginning, I was terrible because I was such a chest breather and I'm using all my accessory muscles so much when I was running. Like I literally couldn't talk. It was really hard for me to talk even at my easy pace. So I do find some limitations to that because I've also met other runners and I've had athletes that they can literally hold a conversation at like their threshold pace. And I'm like, that's like amazing to me, but it, it truly is like their threshold pace, their effort level and their heart rate data that we get. And, you know, we have enough like races in the bank to know like pace wise and some people can hold a conversation. So, you know, that's kind of what we use. Um, generally speaking, Again, you could be an outlier where you're like just extremely well at holding conversations at faster paces, or you're like me who is terrible at holding a conversation at your easy pace. Um, So, but that might be a variable that you can use, um, just getting an idea of what your easy effort is. But I I guess the big thing too, um, Latoya, is I don't want to stress people out and like get people like super focused on their heart rate or super focused on the piece on their watch or super, like does it feel easy to you do you feel like you could run further you could do more like that's what your easy pace should feel like it shouldn't feel like i cannot run any longer at all when you're finished yeah. or there's no way in heck i could run tomorrow because you've exhausted yourself so much that you know then you know you've done too much that you didn't run easy enough I don't know. Do you agree with that? I, I totally agree with that. And I want to I just interject and throw into that part of your conversation that 
The easy effort and and feel you have varies from day to day. The easy effort on Mm. Monday is totally different than the easy effort on on Tuesday because you were up all night with a sick kid crying and you got up and did your run Tuesday and you were a little sleepy. It's going to feel a little different. Your five, your easy pace is totally different on, on Tuesday than it was on Monday. And it, you, you know, you may have two nights of good solid sleep or you fueled properly before the run. And now here we are on Thursday running again and you feel like a million bucks. So it's dynamic, just like, just like, the days are of the week, you know, every day is not the same Thank Goodness for that. We, we don't want that, but your effort needs to um, be dialed in every day. Again, it's not like a, a, a laborious chore, but don't beat yourself up. If on Monday you were running a five easy effort, a four easy effort. And now here we are on Wednesday and you think this is horrible. Back it down to whatever Wednesday's five RPE effort looks like. And enjoy the run. You're there to get the miles on your feet, the time on your on your brain to clear things out. Don't sweat it. Every day is a new day, and it has its own effort level for each day. So mm-hmm. there's no stress. You just go out and you do you do for that day in that moment. Right. Yeah. No. Uh, such a great point. Um, I love that because yes, it will vary. And I see it all the time, like in final surge, our athletes will comment like, oh, this run felt like so terrible. It felt so hard for me to do. And then once we like get into questioning, you know, a little bit more, you know, we find out that, oh, wait, oh, you you had a really stressful day at work. Oh, you worked some really long hours. Oh, you were under some like stress. You had a family member in the hospital. You've been going through this, or, you know, you did a lot of traveling for work. Your sleep hasn't been great this week, right? Like, those are the things that once we dig a little deeper, um, you know, we really find out why that is. And so I love that you brought up that point that it will definitely be variable. What that easy feels like on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, depending upon where you are in your training cycle, depending upon where you are in life. Um, our running, our training does not happen in isolation. Your body is your body. And it's not only your body physically, but also mentally. Right. So mental stress is going to manifest into physical stress and is going to affect how you perceive your runs, where your easy run pace could vary on a daily basis. So, yes, thank you for bringing that up. Um, Are there any other factors to consider when we're really finding our easy run pace that we haven't mentioned? We've got factors. Are you running by yourself? Are you running with people? That's a big factor on what an easy effort looks like. Because if you're running with newer runners, older runners, or whatever age, they're at different paces, and you try to keep up with them, your effort, you're not being honest with yourself if you're trying to keep up with them because you're now went on to their perceived effort of a level five. So it's important to honor yourself in your training and where you are and where you're not going to stay there forever. So don't let that that hang up in your head. But that's something to consider. Are you running with other people that are not running at your perceived effort, your easy pace effort? And I think there's something to be said about running with other people and at other paces. I always say you're out there and you're ahead of me. There's always somebody ahead of you. There's always somebody behind you. You run your pace you're in, know that you're out there together getting sweaty, getting the miles in, and you can come back at the end together and regroup, but you have to really consider that when you are going out running. And as a novice runner, you're worried about sometimes being in the back of the pack. That's, that's not a concern that you want to hold on to because it will hurt you and lead to injury because you're not being honest with yourself. And if this is something you want to do, again, that long-term investment, the kids didn't start walking before crawling. They started crawling before they, they started walking. So you've got to start and stay where you are and then grow into that position. So when you're running with other people, be honest with yourself because there's nothing worse than coming back from a run. I think we've all done it. And we've gone out with somebody, I can hang with them. I got this. And dear Lord, I I regretted my choices because my recovery took longer or 
just wasn't fun. It wasn't pleasurable. So that is a huge factor to consider is uh, being with other people and being honest with yourself about that. Yeah. I and think I, that's I, a big deal. I know. And I, I love when runners connect with other runners, right? Because it creates community. It like, gives you an accountability partner. You have support. And it makes the time go by so much quicker, quite frankly, um, having a conversation with someone. But I do find that a lot, actually, is a lot of the runners I work with, they're like running with their friends who is at a different level of fitness than they are. And they are constantly, you know, doing those easy runs too fast. And they're getting out of really what their easy pace is. Um so I think you bring up a, a really good point there. So one of the most common mistakes I see a lot with the athletes I work with is, you know, I look at their paces and I'm noticing that they are running too fast. And then when I talk to them and question like, oh yeah, I ran with this friend, or I ran with that friend. And they're really running with someone who's at a different fitness level and or doesn't understand their specific situation, whether it is they're getting back into running you know, first time in a couple of years, or they're just coming back from knee pain, or they're currently having plantar fasciitis pain, right? IT band syndrome pain. And it's really important for us to master the easy run and make sure maybe we even do some walking intervals. And I love how you mentioned that before that we can easily, and I didn't mention this before I meant to, do walking intervals as part of our easy runs. And there's no shame in walking. So don't feel like you can never not walk because you're not a quote unquote runner, right? Like that is a technique I used with literally 50% of the runners I work with at minimum to really either get back from running while they have an injury and we're not stopping them from running, but we're actually recovering from their injury. And now we're focusing on easy running and doing walk run intervals. But then also for those runners who are coming back after baby, right? Coming back after a two or three year layoff, um, they're getting back into running where they're just starting out running. No shame at all in walking in order to keep that easy pace down. And I love how you uh, mentioned about running with other people and making sure that you're considering that as a factor. So I thought that was a great point. And kind of what are some tips that really can help keep us in that easy effort zone um, while we're running? I have a couple tips. Um, I like to, whether we're running for minutes or miles, depends on what it is, I do a one-mile check-in. Every time I hit a mile, I do a check-in. How's my breathing? Am I in control? Check my form. Do I need to slow down? And sometimes I do. You, you, you lose it and you go into that place. So I, I like to do, you know, whether you, you every five minutes, every one mile, whatever it is for you, do a systems check. Am I running with good form? Did I slouch over? Did I go too fast? Am I breathing? Wow. I didn't realize I, I picked myself up back in control. I think it's so important to be in control. Uh, a tip to stay in control is pick a good assistant coach. Your assistant coach is your music sometimes. And that coach could be blaring some heavy BPMs, go, 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 rah, rah, rah. But, but my, my other head coach, you know, my, my coach says, I've got to run easy, but I've got some Eminem or some Jay-Z or I got some Metallica going on and I want to pick it up. That is the worst assistant coach you had. Fire that coach, hit skip on your music, <laughs> find a music source that is not going to be too pumped and jazzy. It is so easy I think we've all done it. Um, your song comes on your jam and you pick it up and you run and whoo, that was the fastest mile of the run, but it was my jam. But now I'm, I've lost control of the run. So a tip is use appropriate music appropriately. Find a podcast, find healthy runner podcast, wink, wink, hint, hint. Shameless um, plug. <laughs> to listen to while you're running to keep you in control and not losing um, losing yourself in the BPMs of music. That is a huge tip. I, I have to remind a lot of people that your music can be helpful or hurtful, especially when you're, when you're new to running, because you don't realize um, sometimes that you're picking up the pace. So having the right music or no music for a little while, listen to yourself, breathe. That's a big deal. Learn 
to know who you are and how you run. Hit silence. Maybe you run half of your time with music, half without. Then do a systems check and say, hmm, I feel better when I have no music. Maybe you do. And you can hear yourself breathing. You can hear your your feet um, picking up on the pavement or or flowing into it. That's, That's a huge tip. I have to remind, again, seasoned runners and novice runners alike, music can hurt you or it can help you. So choose it wisely because you're going to be out there on that easy run, not running easy. And then the purpose of the run wasn't met. And and you don't want to have, again, that that not proper recovery time. We want to recover properly. So a huge tip, run with the right music, run with the right people, whether it's yourself, um, and be, be graceful. I always have to say this to everybody, be graceful, a a tip, give yourself grace, talk to yourself out there. Like you would talk to your child, your best friend, your sister, your uncle, your brother. I hope you talk to them nicely, by the way. Um, (laughs) you would, you would give them the same cheerleading and inspiration you would while you're out there. That is a tip. You have to talk to you. The voices in your head are going to talk while you're out there. This isn't fast enough. I I, I'm going too slow or now, now you're running too, too fast. You've got to give yourself grace. And talk to yourself out there on the the miles, on the the road, like you would someone you loved. Because you you should. And you'll find yourself finishing the run in a better place because you were kind to yourself. That's a huge tip. You have to be kind to yourself. You got to keep coming back for more. And you got to find that many wins. And when you talk yourself into something, uh, you're, you're more likely to come back. And talk to them just like talk to yourself like you would someone else who was out there. I love it. So have some grace with yourself. Um, be proud of your effort, no matter what the time says on your watch, no matter how fast you ran. And I always like to give um, some kind of actionable numbers. That's definitely the wrong word, but um, some substance to what we talk about with easy because I know so many. I just hear it so many times that runners are like fearful to like run in double digit, like minutes per mile. Like people don't want to run like a 10 minute pace or they don't want to run an 11 minute pace. And sometimes people have goals of like, I want to be able to run a nine minute pace for all their runs. And, you know, do you guys understand that as runners progress and as they get faster, Yes, their body's more efficient and could they run in quote unquote easy run perceived effort at a faster pace? Yes, because physiologically your body will adapt and that could happen. But did you know that most faster, I'm going to use those air quotes, faster runners, right, um, actually run their easy run slower as they actually get faster and run faster race times? And I've myself done this. Um, I used to run all my easy runs probably like three or four years ago before I became a running coach, um, in the nine minute range. Like now, if I'm ever in the nine minute range, I'm probably slowing down because I know the whole purpose of this run is really recovery run. And it's not serving me any purpose to run it in the nines. And I always like to, and this is where kind of giving the numbers that I really have word finding difficulties today, um, is, you know, for example, right? For example, just so you could put some actual numbers to this, my, I just ran a 10 K my pace for the 10 K race, 6.2 miles was a seven thirty pace. My pace for my half marathons has been pretty darn consistent, uh, these past two years and was at an eight minute pace, right? All of my easy runs have been 10 to 11. Sometimes I'm even above 11. Like if it's a really hard day, let's say I didn't sleep great. Let's say I really had hard running or first long run, um, getting to, you know, those double digit long runs again. I've been in like 11 something. I'm totally cool with it. Like I am, have no shame whatsoever because I know the value in, in really allowing my body to recover. I'm still getting that aerobic benefit. So I share those numbers with you not because I'm bragging, not because I think I'm fast or anything, right? It's all relative. Like, yes, I would love to be much faster. Trust me. But just to give you some, some actual numbers, I share them with my clients because I will get clients whose goal is to run a nine minute pace 
for their half marathon or even a 10K. And they're running their easy runs at like a 9.45, where they're running their easy runs at a 10-minute pace. And I'm like, wait, wait, hold on. Let me just share this with you, (laughs) right? Just so you can... So if you're listening to this and you're saying to yourself like, oh, my goal is to run an eight-minute half marathon or an 8.30 half marathon. And right now, all of your easy runs are around 10 or even less than 10 in the nines. Like you're probably not serving yourself best to reap all of the benefits that Coach Latoya talked about before. So I just share that to kind of give you an example of kind of, you know, what that looks like in like real numbers terms. If I have to talk numbers with someone, I, I and they have at a race that they've done, I ask them to add at least a minute and 30 to two minutes, depending upon where they are, to that pace. Um, and sometimes we have to go even more than that, depending on the race and the effort. And there's a whole lot behind that, but it's absolutely double digits for a lot of people for a lot of the time. And because they run back in those double digits and we just get lose the the issue on the, the numbers, they run in that effort. They become faster organically because they honored themselves with that easy pace. Um, sounds, sounds slow. I said it, it doesn't matter if you're slow. It matters if your effort and your recovery are right where they need to be to get you where you're going to. And I think that's what we forget the big picture. We get so stuck in that, that easy run or that, that mile or this block of time. I was out there for an hour at this pace. It doesn't matter. It's part of the big picture is to keep you healthy strong and moving faster towards easy moving appropriately towards the right pace for you. And if that has to be double digits, it has to be double digits. I, I think that people, um, I think people, more people need to hear that because they have this fear that their 11 minutes is, is dauntingly slow. And you're like, no, I was at 11 myself. What's the big deal? And I think it puts some, it gets rid of that, that runner shame. And, and I, I hear that when I talk with people, I just did oh, something like an 11. Okay. Only 11. That's your 11. And, and your 11 right. feels great for you. Then you, you have to do that. But there is some sort of, um, I, I think stigma out there that if you're in a double digits, that's not okay. I, I, I want you a double digits and I encourage you to stay there when it's appropriate. And when it's not, leave the double digits, but stay there as long as you need to. Right. Embrace, embrace the easy run, embrace running slower. And then here's my one caveat to this is we want to run slow, but not sloppy. So a slow and sloppy slug fast is not (laughs) what we're looking for. So I always make sure that I tell my runners that yes, we're going to be running slower. We're going to master you actually slowing down your runs, but I want your leg turnover to keep going. So your cadence will keep getting that leg turnover. So you're not spending a lot of time on the ground, but you're spending more time. You you hit the ground, pop it up, pop it up. So generally speaking, and I do need to do more of a deep dive episode on cadence and what it is, but your steps per minute, just give you a little brief real quick, as at least I want that getting close to 160 steps per minute. If you're in the 150s, we need to get you close to 160 and we gradually bump it up. And then, you know, if you're in the low 160s, like try to shoot for mid 160s. If you're at 170, you're doing phenomenal. So you're doing phenomenal if you're at 170 steps per minute um, with your cadence. So just check in because it's the easy run that we usually will get sloppy and our cadence will slow down. So we still want to maintain nice, efficient running and good running form, relaxed while running at this easy pace. So that's kind of my one caveat to that. And then kind of just backing up your point they made before, Latoya, is how we get faster is by adding those other three elements of running. So, right, we're just talking about one today, the easy run, but we need to master the long run. We need to master the tempo or the threshold pace run, and then possibly mastering the interval run. So those all fit in the puzzle at different elements of your training, depending on where you are in your fitness, your goals, all of that. And that is the secret sauce to how we get faster 
and or run longer, do your first half marathon, do your first marathon, is by really incorporating those four runs. But it really starts with what we're talking about today, is this kind of easy pace. So as we come down the final stretch here, Coach, um, you know, if you can change one thing about the misconception about easy runs, and I think we've probably already covered like 10 misconceptions, but, you know, if you had to like, what's the most common misconception about easy runs, you know, what would that be? That if you run easy, you're not really running. You're not a runner. You're not official. And and that's so not true. I, I wish people realized easy run is part of a smart plan. The foundation is being laid when you run easy. Slow is is it's not even in the equation. Just your easy is different than my easy, different Dwayne's easy. You run your easy and you're a runner. You got up, you strapped the sneakers on, you opened the door and ran. You're a runner no matter what your pace is and own it. Yes, yes, own it. And so guys, just recapping here, what we really covered today is what is the easy run? Why you should run easy? What are the benefits of running easy, and I think we kind of got into some of those specifics. Um, when we should be running easy in our training cycle, in our week, and then we really talked about how do we execute that. We talked about you know what is your perceived effort level. We talked a little bit about heart rate, and then we also gave you other factors to consider, as well as some tips for finding that easy pace. So if you want to learn more um, from Coach Latoya on some of her previous trainings then you can simply click the link in the show notes to get all of Coach Latoya's tips and insight into topics such as race tapering, marathon training for beginners, or honing in on your mental toughness as a runner. We've done those before. Coach Latoya has shared some great, great tips on those topics. So you can check that out in the link in the show notes. And you can also learn more about working with Coach Latoya one-on-one in our signature coaching program to help you get the structure of exactly what you need to be doing as a runner, whether it is running easy or structuring out some of those other runs we talked about um, to really meet your running and your health goals. So if you want to see if you're a good fit for a healthy runner coaching program, schedule your strategy call with me today by simply going to learn.sparkhealthyrunner.com forward slash coaching or just click the link um, where you're watching this training and I'll be happy to jump on a call with you. And also we have a free download. So this is a value PDF that I put together on how to grow as a runner. It's kind of the roadmap. Today we talked about the framing of the house, right? One of the integral runs of the run plan. That's only one, right? So we have others. So if you want to get that full roadmap, then you can simply go to learn.sparkhealthyrunner.com and you can check out our download that you can get to learn the six steps to growing as a runner. And um, guys, congratulations. By listening to this training on easy running, you took the first step, right? So now remember, the next thing you need to do as growing as a runner is to implement it. And if you don't know how to implement it, and you want clarity and focus on exactly what you need to be doing, to implement this into your plan, that's what our High Touch Point one-on-one Spark Healthy Runner coaching program does, where we work with you to really implement that. So again, go to learn.sparkhealthyrunner.com to check out more details. And lastly, remember when I said earlier that if you don't implement these principles into your training, you're going to continue to get frustrated training for a race because you didn't have that fitness, right? Or you just weren't fast enough or you got injured. Um, remember we need to implement this so that doesn't happen. Then also we need to share this information with other runners who are struggling to stay healthy and they're struggling to get faster. So we can change the culture in the running community that you don't need to run fast in order to get faster, right? I want our community to continue enjoying lifelong injury-free running and mastering the easy run is one of those ways to do that. So thank you in advance for copying the link to wherever you're watching this, listening to this, and sharing it with a running friend who needs to hear this information. Coach LaToya, as always, thank you so much for coming on to educate our community about the single most important run that we do on a weekly basis. 
I appreciate you. And look at this. We actually got this in oh, under an hour. Yay. We can do it. We can do it. Yes, we can. Oh. And, and thank you to the listener, whether you're listening to this on the podcast during your run, hopefully you are enjoying a nice, easy pace run. And we really helped you reframe how you look at that easy run. Or if you're watching the video version of this on the Spark Healthy Runner YouTube channel, I appreciate you. If you like this training, then you're surely like the next. If you're listening on the podcast, queue up episode 159 to learn all about how to grow as a runner in six easy steps. Or if you're watching the video version of this, just click the video I have for you here within YouTube. As always, let's maintain a strong mind, a strong body, and let's just keep on running. Until next time. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Healthy Runner Podcast, where we help you get stronger, run faster, and enjoy lifelong injury-free running. If you found this content valuable, here's five ways we can help you grow as a runner for free. One, grab a free copy of our six steps to growing as a runner framework at learn.sparkhealthyrunner.com forward slash grow. Two, follow our Instagram page at sparkhealthyrunner. Three, join our free group by searching Healthy Runner in Facebook. Four, subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash spark healthy runner five leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more experts in the running field and bring those lessons and trainings back here right to you don't forget hit the subscribe button on apple podcast or the follow button on spotify so you don't miss the next episode of healthy runner so you can maintain a strong mind a strong body and just keep running Lastly, if you've been struggling with the constant injury cycle, not eating the right foods for running, or not getting faster as a runner, and you are ready to invest in becoming a lifelong injury-free runner, head to sparkhealthyrunner.com forward slash coaching to apply for a one-on-one signature coaching program. Thank you again. I really, truly mean it from the bottom of my heart that I appreciate you for listening and sharing this podcast with a running friend who can use the help. Now go and crush your run today. See you next week.